Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy podcast show. In this mini-cast, I'm going to go over the difference between total hardness and calcium hardness, and why the calcium hardness reading is probably the most important of the two. So there is a difference between total hardness and calcium hardness when you're doing testing for your pool water. The total hardness will measure the calcium hardness and also the magnesium hardness of the pool. The calcium hardness will actually measure the calcium hardness in the pool minus the magnesium hardness. So the reason why the calcium hardness is so important is that it'll determine if the water is scale forming or corrosive and if you have scale deposits on your pool due to a higher calcium hardness level these scale deposits are the calcium carbonate you'll see a lot of this on the tile line of the pool where the white film will start forming also on the plaster of your pool or in pebble tech you'll see the if you have a light pebble tech or dark pebble tech you can see the calcium actually forming inside the pebble tech itself and this is due to a high calcium level in the pool. I guess to counter this, you would have to drain some water. There are a few tricks you can do to kind of lower it without draining water, but basically you would just drain and refill the pool to lower the calcium hardness level. So one of the reasons why there is a total hardness reading is that test strips only can measure the total hardness of the pool water, and it can't measure the calcium hardness. And so the test strip, if you test the water and it's showing a total hardness of 400. In order to get the calcium hardness, you can um, just take about know that about 15% of that re- of that reading is the magnesium hardness, and then about 85% of that is the calcium hardness reading, and that's how you would get the total um, the calcium hardness level out of a total hardness reading. You would just subtract about 15% of that, unless you you have a mineral pool. And then you have to be careful because if you're using a total hardness reading in a mineral pool, it's going to have a lot more magnesium hardness in there and a lot less calcium hardness. So very few mineral pools in my area, but just note that that particular formula does not work in a mineral pool, only in a regular pool. And you get a calcium hardness reading by just um, taking 85% of your total hardness reading. And so the importance of having your calcium hardness within range is that it'll prevent the deposits on the tile line or on the pool itself. It'll prevent cloudy water. And if the calcium hardness gets too low, it'll etch the plaster. You'll see pits in the plaster. Even on the the grout in the tile line will start to get pitted and tiles may fall off the pool. And I've seen it on coping also that if really low calcium hardness, it'll kind of just eat the coping of the pool and make it really rough. So really high calcium hardness will cause the scaling, and really low calcium hardness will cause the etching of the plaster and the surface areas of the pool. So the ideal range of calcium hardness varies by who you ask, but typically speaking, you're going to find it on the internet at 2 to 400 parts per million, and 150 to 250 for spas. And, you know, that's kind of the ideal range to prevent the scaling and also to prevent the etching of the plaster. So test kits like the Taylor K2005-2006 can actually do both total hardness and calcium hardness. And I think it's pretty interesting how they actually get the calcium hardness 
reading in the kit and when you're doing your water sample with the reagents one of the things you'll add is a reagent of sodium hydroxide and this actually raises the pH level inside the test tube where you have the reagents and this will precipitate the magnesium um, as, magne as magnesium hydroxide basically it'll just drop the magnesium out of the actual reading and you're going to be able to just to get a calcium hardness level um, by doing this reagent test which is pretty interesting how that works and that's one reason why the test strips can only do total hardness and not the calcium hardness because there is a process that will drop the magnesium out of solution and that way you can get a calcium hardness test. So I think it's important to know the distinction between the total hardness and the calcium hardness of the pool, especially if you're going to use a product like calcium chloride to raise the calcium hardness. You want to make sure that you're actually getting the calcium hardness reading and relying on that number versus using the total hardness to determine the calcium level in the pool. Again, it's going to be more inaccurate because it's not the actual calcium hardness, but you have the magnesium hardness mixed in there. And there's other factors that could make it so that the reading has a lot more magnesium and a lot less calcium in the pool than you think. So the calcium hardness would be the reading that I would focus on when you're checking to see if the pool is scale forming or corrosive. So just be aware that total hardness and calcium hardness are not the same readings when you're testing your pool water. Although many people will use total hardness and calcium hardness interchangeably, they are a different reading in your pool. And if you're in the pool service industry and you're looking for more one-on-one -on -one help with your business, definitely check out my coaching program. You can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. And when you join my program, you get many discounts that will make actually the first two years or three years of the $10 a month level free. You'll get your $100 application fee waived when you apply for your SPPA liability insurance, and you also save 10% a month. You can also get a discount code to save $100 off the Riptide pool vacuum system, and a code to save $200 off the bottom feeder of battery-operated vacuum system, as well as $10 off a month on Pay the Pool Man routing software. So these discounts will add up over the course of two or three years and just basically make the membership free every month for you. So again, check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this week's minicast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at get skimmer backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app